Hey guys, this episode has Damien Abraham, lead singer of Fucked Up, returning to our podcast for a second time. We recorded the podcast a little over two months ago when Nick and I looked at our schedules and realized we wouldn't have time to do any podcasts for quite a while. So we lined up a string of them. Sean Cullen, Hansi, Gary Texali, Marty Friedman, and Damien was our last one. When Damien Abraham sits on the podcast, there is no prep needed. It's just a free-form discussion about anything and everything. Bring in Nick Flanagan, and you have three guys just talking, going from tangent to tangent, and there's nothing bolted down in terms of discussion. It moves backwards and forwards. It moves from side to side. I couldn't find any place to edit, really. I tried, but I couldn't find any place. But our conversation was moving so fast, it was very hard to anyway. So I implore everyone to stay with it, try and keep up, and I think it's hilarious. It's Damien Abraham, lead singer for Fucked Up, making his second appearance on our podcast, which, in my books, makes him part of the Danko Jones podcast family. We love him. He's great. He's a much music VJ. He loves wrestling. So do we. We all love punk rock, and we all love to talk about it. At least this time, we kept the talk more above ground and not so specific to the Toronto music scene or the Toronto punk scene. In other words, I think everyone can follow and listen in. I want to say thanks to Rock Mayak and Ray Madon for your comments on iTunes recently. And uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you're digging what you're listening to, please make a ratings or a comment even in your respective iTunes store, uh, it really does go a long way in helping the podcast go from obscurity um, to getting ranked on iTunes. Um, although I must say there are podcasts out there with less ratings and less reviews that haven't uploaded an episode in over a year that are ranked higher than us. So what the fuck is up with that, iTunes? I have no idea. Um, this is a special introduction episode because I'm doing this with Olear. There's see a lot of people listen to the podcast and they think it's just me and Nick and they think I'm the 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 tech guy for the podcast. I've said that while we've been recording the episodes, but only a few people know that really behind the curtain, the real wizard of the Oz, so to speak, is Ole, who is putting together all the podcasts together. I don't think I've ever mentioned you ever, have I? No. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> but um, him and I are about to go on a journey uh, far away together, and we're going to take our pod, uh, take this podcast with us, and try and see if we can nail down some episodes. But more about that in the next episode. Um, anyways, thank you to Blue Mike Microphones for your Yeti microphones. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to Skull Candy Headphones for the headphones. And here we go. This is it. This is Damien Abraham making his second appearance on the official Danko Jones podcast. And it starts now. <laughs> All right, we're on. We're on. Uh, the The podcast episode has started, and Hell yeah. we're back. It's happening. <laughs> I'm the first repeat. You are first repeat, sort yes. of. 
Oh, really? Yeah, well, we did one with Wade McNeil back in December, and then that was my a, computer cactus. Yeah, that's a redo. Redo. This is like a repeat. Like, right. I'm like the first repeat guest. Like, yes. Like, I'm the first one coming back yes. as like a as like another one. If you're subscribing on iTunes, you're like, oh, Damn I hate this guy. I had another week with this guy. Damn or what about the, just a second time being like, who is this dude? <laughs> who is this guy? And they were like, I have a bobblehead. Excuse me. <laughs> it's not, not out yet. Oh, it's not can out yet. Talk yeah, about I can it? talk can about we? it. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, because I've signed the contract. The The ink is dry on that puppy. Right. It's going to net me a cool 150 copies of it. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, so no, it's 75 limited? copies. 70, is it oh, 75? Yeah, if you're selling them, them there's 500. I'll give you guys both yeah. one. Oh, that's fine. I'm, all, all I'm, I'm not going to sell. It would feel so weird. Like, where? First of all, where would I sell a bobblehead of me? Wrestling events. Yeah, wrestling events. <laughs> out front. You going to wrestling? Like G Money. Do you remember that dude G Money at concerts? Uh, he no. Twinfold. No. He was the best hustler I'd ever seen. He was like, you know, do that hip hop thing where you like, where you're like hey, what's selling up? You stuff. Want CDs? I got all these CDs. I got all CDs. Wow. Yeah, I got everything. Or like, or like he would be outside the show. Like he like Snapcase and the Wu Tang Clan. Imagine them mixed together, and, and I would be like, oh, oh, You'd I would buy like, that. Stuff. You know what? I haven't <laughs> been true. able to get the time I heard all the bands that already sound like Snapcase and Wu Tang Clan out of my head yet. So I'll wait on that mixtape. I need but a cleanse. I like your hoodie, and I will <laughs> buy that. For thirty dollars, <laughs> but Damien is. I, I kind of, you know, you and I have talked about it. I, I kind of want to get a, uh, uh, a kind of like Thanks, a podcast bro. family going, right? Oh, and well, having I would love to be part Damien, of the fam. Yeah, part yeah, of the extended family. family. So, so we can call this a real world, right? Well, Am I, I making any sense? Yeah, I, I understand. understand. Whoa, <laughs> I, I, know, I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm hip to it. Yeah, I'm you the fart guy from now on. Yeah, that's my, you, that's yeah, my hook. You're going to be Patrice O'Neill, basically. This is, a, this yeah, is Opie have, and Anthony. You've got to come up with a shtick now. Yeah. I need a shtick. you got to be so hard on women. <laughs> so. Most people don't even know who this person is, Nick. It's yeah. Damien Abraham from Fucked Up. He's yeah, back. We, I, He's I back. Have, we went that long without an introduction. That's yeah, a yeah. teaser before we... That's a lead Super in. teaser. To quote the movie Poltergeist, they're back. Yes, but it's I, am, him. I am Damien Abraham yeah. from the band... There's fucked a lot of movies. Effed up. Effed up. Effed up. No, no, no. We could say fucked up. Fucked you. It's a podcast. Can I just... <laughs> um, Nick is illegally licensing this to a market where he has to censor it. Yeah, oh. would you be mad if it turned if it turned out I was like selling <laughs> CDRs of this podcast on the street outside of shows? No, I would videotape it and put it on YouTube. Yo, what's up? I got podcasts. You're driving in Cambodia and there's giant billboards with you guys on it. You're like, where the hell did that come from? I would love Indonesians to start really responding to this podcast. And I think they will. (laughs) We all know any musician worth their salt gets at least one email from an Indonesian person in their career. I will definitely say that I have... Indonesia is the one place... Uh, that we have never been as a band that I get co- consistent kids yeah. writing me up on Twitter hitting me up on Twitter it's also the kind of place you'll get someone emailing you and they'll say like hey I want to just make a tape of your band uh, is that okay <laughs> <laughs> I kind of always like I always love that idea that like one day I'm going to f- go to these countries and be able to buy a bootleg tape of my band that I, I, is what I, I it's like the that. dream yeah how many, it is a dream how many people have fucked up tattoos that you know uh, I'd say a I'd say yeah, like uh, maybe a hundred. Because you got a symbol. We have a symbol. That was like that smartest yeah. thing we ever did. Boom. Get a symbol, buddy. You Who owns the rights? Uh, Halichuk. Probably Halichuk. I gotta get. I gotta get him sign Halichuk. him over the packaging for the bobblehead too. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about you? What's the Danko Jones tattoo, right? 
Uh, and my love is bald tattooed on their bald head. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're uh, the best tattoo I can show you guys later was this guy had a Danzig skull like mm-hmm. on the back, a back tattoo. And then he had uh, my lyrics at the bottom of it. Whoa, it that's crazy. awesome. So, yeah, that was pretty heavy. I tweeted that photo. No, you should also get above it where it says Danzig on the record. Uh-huh. Danko. <laughs> we had in Danzig font. We had yeah, kind of, we made sh- a very limited edition sh- uh, series of shirts with the instead of Danzig, it said Danko. That's awesome. Are there, you know, uh, IFC does them with film directors, and they do metal logos with film directors. And they oh, have I have one. The Herzog Danzig. I have that right. one. That's yeah, the cool. That's, that's famous yeah. one. I, I also have one that says Danza. Yeah. And it's a picture of Tony Danza's face. That was an internet in meme that I recall being really into for a while there. And then there's the one with the misfits. And it just says drug free. I've seen that. That was uh, that was done by uh, uh, Bridge Nine Records. Oh, really? I know them yeah. as a message board. It's a very popular message board, but it's also a uh, a label that put out <laughs> No Warning featuring right. Ben Cook from Fucked Up on uh, Vocals. Uh, yeah, Young there governor. is a connection. There is a connection. Uh, the first time it all comes that. back to me, gentlemen. Find a way to bring it always just back to, to up, me. I know of two Brutal Nights <laughs> tattoos out there. One of which I think they both have lyrics on them or song titles. Brutal so. Nights, who played with. Fucked, fucked up. up. Fucked who up. played with Danko Jones? Who played headlining shows? Also, we didn't play. We didn't play. Uh, we, we played with Danko Jones in the sense that we were in the same vicinity, but we were yeah. on a much smaller stage at a much earlier time. Do you remember our <laughs> tour together? Absolutely. In the in in California. In California, where the, can I tell this tale? Absolutely, I think so. That's like a really dumb question to ask <laughs> I was like, on a podcast. Well, especially because neither of us know what that tale is. Yeah. It's really not even much of a tale. <laughs> okay, now I've ruined it even further. <laughs> it's going to suck. But we went, it was our, our first tour, and we were recording our first record, our first LP in California, and we decided to do this tour around with our friend's band, Western Dark, and... Went on the tour and it was such a bummer tour. It was like the worst tour. It was like the classic first tour. And and fucked up tried to get on one of the shows. Yeah, and we got told we weren't allowed to play. <laughs> Did, I don't we tried to get on your that. San Francisco show, the Bottom of the Hill show. Yeah, we weren't allowed to play. Oh yeah, there were a billion bands on. Oh, that sorry, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Probably exactly what they told us back then. Sorry, guys. There's a billion bands on the bill. It's totally full. You wouldn't have even wanted to play. You wouldn't want to. No, play. and we weren't even we weren't even involved in the like. Full setup of it. That was that band, uh, the 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 San Francisco show we played was with. Um, well, because Western Dark was the dude from CP, CPC Gangbang. No, right? no, it was dude from Western Dark was, was Aaron who plays in Dirty Ghost now, and it was this guy from Zen Gorilla. Oh, okay, a, oh, dude, I love Zen Yeah, it was that dude. Um, the, one of the dudes from Zen Were Zen Gorilla on something with Vice too, or did they play with Ultra Boozy Experience? They were on Sub Pop for a, a couple second, of records. Yeah, yeah, yeah a couple but, uh, of seconds. Did they do something with like Kozak? Yeah, I'm sure they did I something think, with yeah. everybody. Did yeah. something? I, I, they were I, a Philly band, band, right? Yeah. They were yeah. one of those I kinds think they, of bands. I think I have a, a soft flyer with them and Shane from Vice's band, it, Ultra Boozy. All, the, the ultraviolet booze catastrophe. Thank you very much. Boom! Look yeah. at that. That Shane Smith, Deep. I believe, was Gavin in that band too. No, I don't no. think so. Yo, but I, I I asked Gavin when he came on the wedge about the fight. What fight? The fight between the fight uh, between uh, when Vice Stu when Vice had the beef with um, damn it, who was it? Tricky Woo. Tricky Woo. Oh yeah. And there was the fight behind yeah. the buff tech. Well, it was Space Shits 
and, and Tricky Woo. Well, they, they had beef too. Oh my god, this is getting into like hilarious. This is amazing. Hilarious but this time, baseball. this time, this insider is uh, appeals to everyone because yeah. we're talking about huge things like Vice, Tricky and Woo, Vice magazine, and Tricky Woo, which, and the spaceships. But the spaceships, of course, is King Kong and Barbecue, and, and also yeah. and also Roy, no Roy was in Sex Arena. So and, yeah. and but what's his name? That Danny writer, Mark, that guy who he's now a writer. Oh, right? Adam Gallner, who's a director writer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was in the band too, and um, he's in spaceships. Yeah, he was in yeah. spaceships. Was Yachi in spaceships? Anyway, this is all. But this is all. This all carries Dude, over now. People know these. People. I, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's no, not, no. I love all. This these isn't guys. like last time when we were talking like super nerdy insiders. <laughs> well, we stuff. could get even more nerdy too. Um, but anyway, Game I, of I, I brought up the fight. I brought the fight. Okay, I, right. I've heard, I've only heard about this, but I didn't there was think a there fight was a real fight. The, there was a fight outside the Buff Tech right. in, in uh, Montreal, in, which is a club in Montreal. A club in Montreal. Well, it's more of like a bar. bar. Yeah, it's right. like it's yeah. like it's like the it, well, the, that point was the yeah. hit bar. Right. Yeah, it was and, the only uh, bar people, that in Miami. And they had a, people were they had a at. fight bat outside, and and Gavin got his ear bitten through. Wow! <laughs> from Andrew, the yeah, the, yeah, the, the and, singer, and, right? And got, from Tricky Woo. Yeah, and he said he punched him so hard. He says it's amazing the story. He's like, and I got all my strength, and I just smashed him as hard as I could in his face, and it just like hit him and just bounced off. Yeah, I'm opening Andrew up for Dixon. Gavin. <laughs> Andrew Dixon, the singer guitar player from Tricky Woo. Uh-huh. I've heard he's like one tough motherfucker, just, but you would never know. Yeah. He's a really really nice guy. Well, you know, you gotta have balls to put out an album called Sometimes I Cry. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> It's, remember when that came out? Remember when they put out the album Sometimes I Cry wow. and everyone was like, that's a bold pronouncement? <laughs> well, after Tricky Woo broke up, briefly... Um, what did they become? They became... Oh, uh, yeah, what were they called? It was Electric Banana or something. Yeah. No, or something like that. And Jonathan Cummings, who used to be in the Doughboys and he's Bionic. Bionic. He told me Andrew wanted to call it Soft Banana, and he kind of told him, mm, not a good name for a soft, kind of psychedelic rock and roll band. Banana. Soft Banana. That's what I heard. Uh, weird, soft machine. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Like, a lot of these kinds of bands in this scene had a lot of beef. Uh, yeah. I know that Space Shits had a lot of beef with a lot of bands in the Montreal scene. Yeah, because they were just, like, those guys. They were just, like, you young them, punk kids. Yeah, if you met yeah. them then, it was like, they were the most... Obnoxious. Over the top, over the top, just people in the world. We never had beef with them. Same with, same with, we never had beef with them. Same with Deadly Snakes, kind of too. They were oh, Deadly Snakes were such dicks, but they were obnoxious. totally, they were totally different kinds of dicks. Like the spaceships were the kind of. First of all, the spaceships were just bad behavior guys. Like I love all these people else. now. I don't want to. I'm not talking no, 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 shit. No, no, no. Like, these are all my I'll, friends. I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. No, but I was gonna. The spaceships were just bad behavior guys. I don't want to say that one of them, who is Indian. May have given me my first hit of acid, which I'm not admitting to having taken. Well, let's see. Let's but. break that down. The only Indian guy in the spaceships is is King Khan. Well, you're only judging. He that would also looks. be very proud of this fact. I don't know why we're hiding his identity. Well, I might have I been know why either. Member. I don't. I, but they were the guys. Definitely, they were like the 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 drug. I shouldn't be saying this. I really actually don't want to keep talking, Nick. It's going on the no. I don't want to put you can say that. Like it's not like you're like they were the drug connection when they were like seventeen. We're talking about. 10 years yeah, ago. Like, 15 no, more years than ago. that, yeah. yeah. Like, like, believe me, the statute of limitation on selling acid to Nick Flanagan is way up. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> and plus... Uh, Not um, for my parents, man. My dad's going to track him <laughs> Oh, down. my God. Hit him with a uh, T-ball bat, you know, <laughs> in the knees. But, okay. Stay away from my son. I'm going to your... just steer this back to the tour story now. 
and say we were playing the West with Western. Do you see what <laughs> yeah. happened there? The, that was crazy. Uh, that car, was an amazing segue. I saw it because you, to a halt. you told everybody that you're making, you're doing a segue. Yeah, I did the really. telegraphing is what it's called in the biz. But uh, so the tour blew so crazy hard. It was like we were we were probably trying to do. You Wait a, a minute, favor. the tour with Vice magazine and no. and uh, the spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually. Uh, I want to go back to another. But anyway, topic. if you do want to see that clip, it's on the Wedge website where Gavin talks com. about the fight. Wedgemusic.com slash the Wedge slash Gavin. I think it's Wedgemusic.com slash the Wedge. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> That's where I'm supposed to be telling people to go not to watch the show because it's on at 7 o'clock in the morning <laughs> on Sundays. <laughs> keep moving you, you guys around. Does that feel good? Um, I, think it, I think it instills a lot of confidence in the show. Yeah. But I will say this there are only so many places to move on a chessboard. And some will say that Sunday at 7 a.m. might be one of the last squares left. Right. <laughs> well, you know, who needs uh, alt, uh, alt music? <laughs> That's our problem is we, we're just playing too much alt. We're like playing too much Soul Asylum. We're playing too much. Are you much, doing that? Are you, no. are you doing the intro? Are you like, up next we got a band from Seattle called Flop. You might remember this. Yes. <laughs> you guys like Flop? They're a great band. We've been playing the first thing called the Warped Tour this year. F- F- with Fishbone. <laughs> remember Floof or whatever Floof, that band? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, all right, we got some Matt Pond CA yeah. <laughs> coming down the pipe for you. <laughs> sub pop classic the only, track from Red Red. The Meat. problem with the wedge is we only keep it to sub pop the lean years. You know, like so it's grifters, jail. Jail. What's, jail. What's up? This is a really the special inbred. year for the wedge. We'll be playing a song from each band on the 1996 <laughs> sub pop catalog, including distribution. The employee here's, of the month comp. Here's Just We and Punk by Less Thugs. <laughs> Less Thugs. Start it off. Uh, Amazing. The only way you can throw that out is if you were listening to that band this morning. I, I love that band too. I got that forty-five. I, I never bought them. They were in the distribution pile. I don't think they were even like on Sub Pop. I think it was whatever their label. Sub Pop distributing. I think yeah. I thought they did a I record. They were on. Sub-Pop. Yeah. I might be wrong, man. Like, it's like it's like Sub Pop didn't have some. You know, like people think of Sub Pop, they're like, oh, there's this label. They signed Nirvana, and then they signed the Shins, and it's like the biggest label in the world. But they're like. Uh, but then there's that middle, middle. <laughs> well, no, then there was like after Nirvana, it was just like the most. They were like, let's just do all of our friends some serious favors. What's up with. What was the Love one? Battery. Love Battery. Love what, battery. No, what was the one? Uh, uh, Sandy Duncan's Pussy or whatever the one. Uh, what? Sandy, Sandy Duncan's oh. Eye. Was that their name? Or was oh, that no. the name of a record by them? You know, they had the, the it was Lubricated Goat. Okay. Lubricated, oh, goat. Lubricated yeah. Goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. They, Railroad they got, Jerk. Ra- well, that was were Touch and Go, I think. That, no, they no, were on Railroad Jerk. Wasn't that on... Uh, Matador. Matador. They were on yeah, your... Yeah, like, well, Matador has some... Lean years, you know, too. Right, some lean yeah. years. There's like, you know, it's, oh. all, it's not all Interpol and pavement. Sub Pop. <laughs> you can't forget the Combustible Edison. Uh, Love Combustible Edison. Love, yeah. Love. Like, these are good bands. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm, what I'm it's, saying is... We're, we're just sort of naming Yeah, we're like saying... In some cases, these are bands that just didn't have, you know, definitely did not recoup. Well, when I saw Combustible Edison, I saw Combustible Edison, and there was twenty other people in the room. So, boom, that's twenty other shirts potentially. (laughs) Probably not though. Probably, probably not. No. So whatever. Our our tours sucked, and then we and and we were so bummed on it, and none of the and and we were like going on first. It was so weird because like I mean, not that Western Dark. Jesus, going on first, Nick. Well, fucking first world. No, but I think it's also one of those things where if you're a hardcore band and you're on tour. You have like people that are going to come and see you, 
Whereas if you're like a, a garage like band, a, a garage rock band that doesn't have any records out. Well, yeah, what were you, you guys? What but you, you guys did you guys even have a record out? No, we had this not fun seven inch. Oh my god! Yeah, that was the, you guys just were like, let's lose a ton of fucking well, money. We were like, let's record and, and oh yeah, I guess you were recording. Yeah, I mean, it still was a let's lose a ton of money thing for sure. But you got to do that. I think I think every band, yeah. every person we were recording in a rock like band a has neat, to do that. And, and like a really weird, like a good studio. I can't remember where it is. It was really like CCR you gotta have and, like, and, and Dell and stuff recorded yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah. It was like in High Road. Like it was like, basically it was where all the good rappers recorded. Well, you got. I think you got to have at least five moments. <laughs> I thought you said Adele. And I'm like, wow, that must have been a really good show. You said Adele, right? No, no I said Del. He meant the Del funky, Del the funky homo sapiens. the funky homo sapiens. Ice Cube's brother. No, not that. Cousin. cousin. Yeah, Ice Cube's cousin. Not the multi, 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 multi million selling <laughs> our female artist. I like, oh, good to see you guys here. <laughs> That's that's that Adele is Adele just walked in? Like, oh crazy. my god, Adele. Adele. I will Adele, tell you that is one Adele is your shit. celebrity exception, right? Yeah, I, I think she's cool as shit. I love she her. She seems cool. And she is like, I've, I've met her well, once, and it was like I went to Matador in, in is part of Beggar's Banquet, you know, like the huge conglomerate of indie labels yep. that is like Excel and stuff, right? Adele's on Excel. So uh, they have an office in, in, in London, and above it, there's, like, an apartment. And we were just in the apartment, like, asleep, and, you know, and I got up early and went down to the warehouse to get some records in the basement. There's Adele just chilling. Yeah, that's so awesome. Down with no makeup on, just hanging out with the guys who work down there, just chilling. This Smoking. is, like, <clears throat> post-fame? No, drink coffee, because you can't smoke inside. This is post-fame? Yeah, post-fame. Yeah. Is this uh, pre-Grammy? Pre Grammy, well, pre Grammy, of course, that just happened. Pre, yeah, like well, this. You pre- never know. Maybe it was yesterday. She, uh, she also came to our Arcade Fire show we played nice. to see us. No, to see the Arcade Fire. We put her on the guest <laughs> list, though. I like that band. Fuck nope. Is that is that a better Adele? <laughs> that is a, that's no, an amazing like, Adele. I'm a really big fan of this song about David <laughs> because Michelangelo's David is the only way I. That's what I think about when I'm... Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Wow, you're you going to a weird... Touching. How is it... Did, how is did it that turn acid it? that King Khan says ever not stop affecting it, it you? Never still stopped. on it. Still um, on it. How was it doing with to me Arcade it. Fire? King Khan. Uh, it, was, it was good. It was, uh, it, was, it was... They were cool. They were really cool to us. They were super nice to us. They're, they're eccentric people. You know, like Richard. Richard's a hardcore kid. All the, but like you yeah, know, Jeremy like, Guerra's pretty nice. Jeremy's right? cool as shit. They're yeah. like you know, they're but they're just like when I say eccentric, I mean like I'm just so used to like, you know, I guess people being just idiots on tour, and they're just like very nice and and calm and relaxed. So that to you is eccentric. That is eccentric. That's eccentric now. Well, you know, because you're like you've been well rock and roll. Yeah, exactly. Rock and roll. Rock and roll in like the sense that we're like it's not like you know like there was no hookers backstage and no coke. But right, I mean right. like but you know just like you know just expect people backstage every night like kind of being rambunctious right. or like you know like on that Foo Fighters tour there was people you know not that everyone was partying every night but there was like it was always like a you know. A, a bit of a party. A bit of a party. Fun. Yeah. yeah like, but this was fun. They do live action role playing right before their, their shows, right? <laughs> they, I will tell you this. Well, Win Butler, Butler will whip anyone's ass at ping pong and basketball. It, like it, I mean both. Yeah, like, the we basketball played players that we played ping pong together, and I mean we're, we're, we're terrible, both, terrible. No, but yeah. he is like he is like you should see him play ping pong. It's like Forrest Gump scenes, <laughs> and I did not mean that in any other way. It's is he like also a, naming what you can do with shrimp? Well, yeah, no, no, he is just like the kid. He's a kid. They play ping pong, and they and, they, and he plays That's basketball wicked. backstage. They're, I love that. They've, they've, yeah, stuff. oh, it's crazy. And they uh, ping pong. They they like Christopher and, Walken and. Uh, 
Yeah, they, and they love music, and it was fun talking like talking hardcore records and talking like nice. old punk stuff with that's like, cool. You know those dudes and stuff. That sounds a lot. It was just like a lot, a lot of, calmer I, than I thought it would be backstage. But I would imagine, it, in a sense, it would be because Arcade Fire have the kind of fans who I assume are all way too scared to talk to them. Well, yeah, you know, like yeah, and and and, and they and they seem chilled out and way more about like we've created this thing. And we're doing it. The one, the one thing that I, I, I kind of <laughs> is that your Tom Sharpling? <laughs> no, I was just on you that show. You started kind of dressed like I know we were talking about that. You're kind of dressed like Tom. We're actually looking very. I, I'm like looking at. I was just <laughs> in the studio last week, and I was like looking at Tom. I'm like, oh god, we have the same. It's, it's like, I, I, I mean, he's a good looking man. Don't get don't get me wrong, wrong, but. You know what? You guys are becoming like Genesis Peorge and the, uh, his collaborator in Throbbing Gristle. When he, he asked came. about you. Tom Shrubbin was asking about you. How's he doing? I sent him an email and he doesn't remember back. Yeah, he's doing all right. Why? why would, let's not. <laughs> well, Tom, I mean, uh, Tom, Tom sure. also officially sanctioned this he's podcast. He's super busy. He's super well, busy. That's that, what I hear what we're talking about. That's, you got that's, a co-sign. We got a co-sign. You're part he of the did, thought. He did say yeah. that. He did say that. He officially sanctions this. Whatever that means, this podcast well, is sanctioned by him. a lot of podcasts that get the official sanction. No, he him. hates pod trash. Yeah. Well then, there we go. And, like, and you know what? Like he's like the person that kind of got me into listening to podcasts too. In a way, because they were podcasting. Was, I was listening to the podcast, radio show. The radio show. Yeah, yeah. Was, and that's really good, the best way to get into podcasting is just you kind of go, oh, you can get an archive of something and just start. Like you know, you don't have to start at the current one. You can kind of work your way in. Yeah, I don't like want if you're to... jumping in on the first. This is your first time listening to me. You should hear the first interview. We totally set oh, all this so up. So crazy. Yeah. <laughs> totally set all this stuff. Damien's Jackie Chan impression must be heard to be believed about how racist <laughs> it is. So racist. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, the Arcade Fire guys were great to tour with. Yeah, because yeah, I just, we, I mean, JC in our band, he is like the biggest Arcade Fire fan. He loves it. Yeah, yeah. And he's been trying to get me into it the way he tried to get me into Radiohead for years. Yeah, I never and got then, into Radiohead. And then one day I was in someone's car and I was like, "What is this? This is amazing!" And it was the Bends by Radiohead. And since then I've been a fan. So of Arcade Fire, yeah, you know, um, Radiohead. <laughs> oh, okay. And then this Arcade Fire thing, I was. It's more like. With the Arcade Fire and me, it's more like the fans rather than the band. I kind of get turned off well, it's because it's of the hard pretentious. In, it's hard also yeah. in Toronto. But aren't Sonic Youth basically the same? Oh, it would have been the same at the time. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, know it, is, it would, would have it been. You know what I mean? Like, imagine you went to, like, see Sonic Youth on, like, the Washington But I'll tell you this, tour. like, maybe you did it. It's hard but It's hard when you're in Toronto and in, in, in Canada to separate these bands from seeing them come up and seeing the people yeah. that hang around with them and the, yeah. the bands they came from. Getting mad but that like, someone's getting popular and not being exactly. able to explain to yourself why you feel that way. But seeing, seeing the Arcade Fire, like, the first day of that tour in, uh, was, like, Madrid, it's, like... 32,000 kids singing along to their lyrics that have Fuck no it. attachment to yeah. any indie rock BS. Like, they've yeah, never been on the 20 Hertz message board in their lives, you know? <laughs> Back in the day, I mean. Um, but, you know, so there's, it's just, like, so weird to think, R. like... R.I.P. Mike Harland. This stuff is so much bigger now, you know? Like, right. like playing with you guys in, in, in Europe and seeing you guys in Europe and stuff, it's like, oh, it's so much bigger than... You know, because you can't. It's hard to separate it from like, oh, like you know, bands that you're from your local scene, and then right, you see right. it in the, and you're like, oh, this is so much bigger than. But than it's that. the same thing. Yeah, it's just true of almost like any band. Probably you guys. You know, someone's like, fuck, fucked up. It's like, oh, yeah, I just, but- I just have like, I'm very defensive, and if you, I guess during this podcast, you can kind of people can kind of feel that, but I'm very defensive about like indie rock bands and stuff because over the years, like I, we we've. 
taken our share of tags from them. And, yeah. And, it, you know, now I get this knee-jerk defensive reaction when I, you know. They were, they were, like, they were like, really cool people. Well, there's all, like, like you know, like, Richard was, like, going to hardcore shows and, like, who's Emma, you know, and stuff, like, in Toronto. And, right. And, 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 and they're all they're super nice guys. Everyone in the band's super cool. And, like, the – and uh, – the weird thing is, like, they're like, yeah, they, when they were soundcheck, they do like Jane's Addiction songs. But stuff. okay, and seriously, like, did you get swinger vibes? No swinger vibes. Never, never wanted to swing. None of them <laughs> ever it. wanted to swing. I will say this: like, <laughs> it was no one. It was they were not like when I say they're tame. Like, we are the tamest band in the world backstage. Um, uh, we might have you beat with the exception well, of who? Me Sandy. and Sandy. You and Sandy, you're both when freaking we, out. Well, doing handstands. No, just pot. But uh, bong but, rips. Yeah, but. We're like, you know, that's like, that's our, the Jonah's only like, once in a while, Jonah get wasted. Once in a while, someone get drunk, but like, we're pretty calm and, the, and, the, and they're just as calm as us. And that's why it was weird. Cause like, we're normally, I love it. that sounds amazing. When we're normally on tour with bands, we're yeah. like the ones that all the bands are like, what's your, what's your but band's you know the problem? problem? Yeah. I, I mean, I've found the problem with touring isn't necessarily always, you know, what the band is like, you know, on tour during the show. It's actually like when you get to the show. How shoddy is the condition of the show? Is there a backstage yeah. or are you wandering around the front, you know? One day we're on tour with the Foo Fighters playing 40,000 people. Yeah. The next day we're playing, you know, to 15. Mm, yeah. You know, like... Because a, a lot of... Two, if you're doing an American tour... Yeah, it's like... And you're playing secondary So you're markets. saying the best part is the Foo Fighters part? No. Well, dude, well, come on. The I best part is when you're in, like, Lafayette, Indiana playing to the... <laughs> The ten diehards and they're right. just that is so to much better than a five star meth. hotel, a chauffeur ride to and from the you show. Don't need that insane catering and a stage back. No, no, I, I honestly you want a guy in no, Indiana the, being like the show I'm itself. Met, yeah. The show itself is like what matters. Like right. when you of and course. the show can yeah, be yeah. you know terrible in front of like the first time we ever played with the Foo Fighters in Toronto. I did not have a good time. Uh-huh. It was a rough show for us. And then second night, I think I figured it out a little more. And then by the end of these by these shows on this tour, I think I had it. I knew what our role was, and I knew what I had to do, and that was... What did you have to do? You know, you just go out there, and you fill the time. You entertain the audience, yeah. and you're just there. You're they're there not to, there to see you, man. Yeah. No, they're not there to see you, so all you can hope to do is leave an impression, and that's yeah. what we would do. So we would tell a couple jokes? Tell jokes, run around the crowd, pick people up, drink just beers. Tell, Show them your baby. Show my show my tummy. No, I would not show my child. <laughs> Put my kid up on the jumbotron, please, for a second. <laughs> this is who you're supporting when you support our we band. We have T-shirts for sale. <laughs> you know what this the next who? the next cover of uh, the fu- a fucked up album should be? Just our kids? No, it should be like the Time magazine cover with the breastfeeding mother, and except you're suckling at the the boob, and it's the Statue of Liberty. Whoa, <laughs> that would be the greatest. That's you your know? next. Comedy and you could call it cover. Liberty Sucks. That's your album cover, dude. I should do that. You just designed your own cover. (laughs) I don't know. I did. Then wouldn't it be Liberty sucking on your nipple? I don't want to talk about it anymore. (laughs) That riff is closed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not a yes and. I'm not a yes and kind of improviser. I realize I'm a no but. (laughs) No. (laughs) No but. Uh, Actually. Arcade Fire on Saturday Night Live last week with fucking singing with Mick Jagger. I was just like, well, Yo, you know, I'll be I'll... seeing one of the Foo Fighters was like seeing uh, like a beat up old Pinto with a 747 engine in it. Who? Yeah, it was... seeing who with the Foo Fighters? Jagger. Mick Jagger. Like he could not keep up. 
Yeah. It was like the foods are so phenomenal. It's crazy. It's like three guitars. Like you know, like obviously now the Stone set is so perfectly set up for each of their strengths to right. come through and exactly. go through. Exactly. So like seeing him like that with the Arcade Fire, you could tell it was like super twee and restrained. But with the Foo Fighters, it was like you can't really. I think he did a great job with Arcade Fire. I think he did too because it was like and I, I at didn't the end of that. the at the end of the song, I was just like at the beginning, I was like. Oh, I, I want to do that, and then at the end, at the end, I was just like, "All right." It was, no, it would it was be cool. like watching. It, cool. it would be with him, with you guys. I think it would be much the same with him and uh, the Foo Fighters. Like it's just like too rocking. He can't he can't front a rock band. Oh, I'll flub every I'll flub every guitar line. It's Jagger <laughs> standing right next to me. I'm 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 impressed that the Arcade Fire dudes were able to like pull that off without. I would fuck it up. Man. I don't know, Mick Jagger. To me, like I think maybe I love the Stones, but I think to me they're so. Omnipresent in my life that it, you'd almost it, be comfortable. It wouldn't. I don't think it phased me. Yeah, I hear you. It, it, like, it, like it phased me a lot more to be around like some other people. Like to be around dudes when I'm like, oh, that guy played in this band. Like, right. like the, the person that freaked me out the most to be around in the Foo Fighters wasn't Dave Grohl. It was Nate, the bass player, because he oh, was in Brotherhood. Day. The Straight Edge oh. Hardcore Band. Oh, and he wasn't Straight Edge. He wasn't allowed to tour. You're not even. You're not even referencing Sunny Day. No, no. And Sunny Day was never meant anything. But Brotherhood meant the world to me as a kid. Like I'll, it still I'll, means the world to I'll, me. I love that band to death. I'll tell you what. That Foo Fighters documentary, riveting. It's, a, watched, it's an amazing it. documentary. I love it. Oh, and I, I was. I've like, seen it twice. I was like. I was like, I had no idea it was so difficult being in the Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had no like, difficult being in like the biggest band in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it goes to show like. like there's no here's the, I I'm now kind of coming to the realization that I'm living every dream I ever had. It's right now I'm living all the dreams. Like this is all I wanted. Even the one yeah. where you're at school naked. Yeah, I, I can do that right now. I would be arrested for it, but I could do that right now if I wanted to. But like, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm living it like. And so like it, it it's it it's weird because you you still find shit that is wrong and bad and you still get upset and you still get. In, Arguments with people and, right. and problems. Strife. Problems never cease. Yeah, it's like, but you, it's that's weird. Gonna be like our, that's going to be the post fucked up band with you and me. Double vocals. Problems <laughs> never cease, and we're going to be <laughs> Ala Killer Elite. Yeah, Nick oh, Flanagan's no, other band. No, but this is going to be more Ala. Alex is a fire. That was like that was like. You know what it was? Killer Elite is to Teen Crunk Combo <laughs> what Countdown to Oblivion was to the Swarm. Like right. the the lesser vocal, like right. the the one that like the vocalist from the super shit hot band at the time is also in another band that everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's in another band with another guy singing too. <laughs> oh. wow. No disrespect because I love everyone in Burning Mike Gribben, burning Steve Perry, <laughs> burning everyone, burning I everything. I love Steve. I love Perry, Steve Perry man. too, but I'm I'm just saying, reducing like, interested <laughs> listeners to three. I just I, I've never I never I never thought about that till now. Well, the Swarm became cursed, and cursed is like. Curse is one of those bands that wherever you I play. actually kind of loved the Swarm a little bit. Oh, me I just, too. I, I, the oh. only thing I had with the Swarm was uh, sometimes Chris's like between Speeches. song banter was like Yo, intensely well, long. In well, the that's swarm. the thing, and that was that time. You know, that it was, was the that 90s. time. But also, like, I don't remember that happening in Countdown, and I don't remember that even obviously later on with Curse. It, it happened a little, but not the most it. ridiculous speeching I've ever seen in a show was No Warning uh, playing uh, open for. The uh, Ruination, which was yeah. Mike from Fucked Up before Fucked Up. With Call, was Callahan? And Callahan in it, and Andy Dems. Jamie Towns. And then They Live played, and then Tragedy played. Tragedy was headlining. Nice, yeah. And it was in a loft space. Matt wow. Pickles' loft down in. Anyway. What was but, the uh, speech about? The speech thing was like about no warning, and, and Ruination was trading speech. They were like, 
Let me speak on this for a second, Chris. And he'd be like, okay, Andy. He'd be like, all right. So the thing you gotta understand about this band, No Warning, is they suck and they're a bunch of jerks and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, all right, I'm gonna toss it back to my man, Chris. He's gonna say some more words about this. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Andy. All right. Furthermore, about No Warning. And it was just like, oh, come on. There's a time for speeches. Like, you awesome. know. Uh, the only guy I think that could get away with it is Martine from Los Crudos. Yeah. His speech, he would speech, he no, would have so. speeches longer than the songs, but they'd like amp you up so much that you'd yeah. just be like ready for that song to kick in. <laughs> I was at, I, I had a, this is like a totally unrelated thing, and here I am. What were your speeches like, from, Nick? Fucking hilarious. They were <laughs> awesome. I was <laughs> like, the great speeches and, were amazing. Yeah, I, no, I totally did it. I, that was the thing about the band, was people were stoked. I wasn't even a comedian at that time, so I think I did good. At, yeah, you did. The, no, you were, you, I was better at song banter. With Teen Court Combo than with Brutal Nights, but that was because with Brutal Nights I was like, I don't even need to do that much song. Yeah, there was one night, you know, one like, time I saw Teen Crud Combo, which yeah. is Nick's old band. Yeah, at the I would uh, say they're one of the greatest unknown bands from Toronto. Yeah, you I would are too. Just too nice about this. no, but I like I, I think about that. Like it's like one of the bands. Like a lot of bands, you know, have gone on to to other things, but that's one band that like. You know, because I guess because the seven inch and the LP came out so much after the fact, yeah. That, like you know, but it was just like at the time in Toronto, like everyone was like so. You guys were like it took a while to, town, to get people. I mean, our I remember our first show was uh, I don't even remember who it was with, but I remember JC from Danko came to the show, and it was totally it was like our, maybe our second show, but after the show, I was like walking back to the the TTC with with. Uh, with John, and he was just like, he couldn't say anything because he couldn't say anything nice. <laughs> so it's just like, it was like an awkward <laughs> one. You know? Maybe that was just you thinking that. No, man, we sucked at first. I mean, of course, well, it was like our second the, show. Well, I remember this yeah. one time I saw Teen Crud at the Elma Combo, your play downstairs. And at the time, uh, uh, Robin Black and the Intergalactic Rockstars oh, you guys were around. Them. That was a classic, classic was a feud. Classic. Speaking yeah. of feuds, feuds, yeah. Nick, I mean, they had so many feuds. Of Brutal Nights. Uh, I mean, a uh, Tinker Combo versus uh, Deli Snakes. Yeah, but that I was remember, also Killer Elite. Yeah, uh, that was also Killer Elite. Deadly Snakes. But I mean, yeah, there was, and that wound up being nothing. But anyway, what, what were we going to say about? Well, you got on stage. Dressed up like Robin Black, yeah, which yeah, is it hilarious. The, it was a Halloween only, show. But the only thing is, Robin Black was right in front of you. <laughs> and I guess the only person he knew in the crowd was me. And Robin came up to me and he goes, is he making fun of me? And I go, I don't know. Uh, I can't hear you. Right. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, we were. You, know, I mean, you totally we were. were all 18 and 19 you, and they were a glam. Uh, they were an attempt at glam rock that had musically... It, I could not, could not even relate well. it to like glam rock, so it was just very strange. And they had they had the an attitude, and the band had the they were his band was called the Rock Stars, which is like which I found it's like oh my god, why would you put the word Rock Stars in the name that's of your the, band? That's what I was. It's one of those things if you keep repeating it enough, then maybe people will believe it. Well, but they were they were called intergalactic. They were rock stars. Intergalactic. So it's like, like are you going to eventually believe they're intergalactic? I just yeah. Wouldn't now, it be cool if they played the song of those intergalactic? Dudes, I, I kept saying they, 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 if they ever do a tour, which intergalactic rock stars should, yeah. uh, they, they should would do it Mars. in a van. I yeah. mean, how yeah. intergalactic is that? Right. 
Well, they uh, goes to warp speed though. If you oh. hit a button. Well, there's a huge tradition like question mark thinks he's from outer space from question mark and the Mysterians and Sunra. Right. These and guys, Sunra yeah, and but those are like, question just tapping into Zolar X, you know, from LA's obscure glam rock band. For right, the, cool Keith, cool Keith, you know. That's what they're referencing. I, I don't Nick. feel like they. Um, just because it's know, over your head. Their album was called Planet Fame, so I'm assuming <laughs> was... that the that the uh, intergalactic part would meant that they had come to Earth from Planet Fame. It's funny though. I like I like I was never a huge Robin Black fan really? at all at all. <laughs> uh, but I did I do enjoy his commentary now in, in mixed martial arts. Yes, what he's is, become oh, he's like a Canada's martial Joe arts. Rogan, right? Well, yeah, he, I find he's, yeah. he's definitely not as loud as Joe Rogan, but I think he's good. he's great. He knows his stuff, and he's mm. like you know, it's amazing. Well, how people transition and you're like maybe that's his true calling he's found his wheelhouse folks (laughs) the house on wheels he's in it and it is an MMA (laughs) octagon there's a lot of beefs that were started Uh, your band had a beef with my band Nick part of if you remember that really first of all I just like to say I I think I feel like my Nick's circle a little of shit disturbing. My man. my circle of friends, I'm not. I don't, no, I don't there was also a, a drummer in that band that liked to cause a bit of shit too. In what? Killer Lee? No, in uh, in Team Crack. Oh no, I'm cool with Mark. No, but I'm just saying Mark was the dude that was like, yeah, fuck the Deadly Snakes to me. Right. I mean, they suck. Don't well, like them. I was just gonna say my circle of friends is is just seems like if we they were in a room together it would quickly descend into like a brawl or whatever like I it's one of those things where I know these people from such disparate yeah. yeah situations that like they couldn't get along you know and 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 uh, that was definitely like an early thing of that well the Danko Jones thing that he's talking about was where like the other singer in a band I was in. In an article, just like, like, got totally blindsided, Danko Jones with an insult and Deadly Snakes out of nowhere, and it got printed. And then I think these guys were like, "We know this dude. Why is he insulting but, us?" Like, Mike very Griffin was the yeah. singer. What was his other band before? It was Grasshopper. Grasshopper. And who I championed? Goat Dance. I, Don't forget Goat Go Dance. Goat Go Dance. I championed when I had a radio show, and he was even on it. And then I don't see him for a few years. The guy gets married, has a kid, comes on stage with Nick and starts fucking talking shit. And then I would go into record stores or music stores and the people behind the counter would be like, you know, Mike was just here. He's talking shit about you. And I saw Killer Elite where he was talking shit on stage. And it's always been that, like that. Whether it's Sunset Rubdown or the Killer Elite or any other band, it's always been them taking a shot at us. I never, as a policy, I do not talk shit about other bands um um in the press or on the air it's just a policy did we talk that about this last time we were here I, we I do this? I talk shit about oh the, no when time. you were starting it's, I felt like well, I, when I, I see felt you, like maybe you were taking a cue well, from Damien. the team card combo from the being bad to, and wrestling yeah the, 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 I was like but it was also but I Damien also, when I see you live and I see how you are on the air and how how, how you are in public I go that guy is saying what I'm thinking, but my policy doesn't allow me to to, to say to, it. to say it. Well, and I think I think that's like a better policy to have. My thing yeah, is it's also to have it's just policy. like if I if I'm not saying something and I feel like now that I'm in this position, like where people can pay attention to what I'm saying. If I'm not saying something, I, I feel like I have to. Like I'm like it's, I feel no the same way this, as you, man. We live in this time where, like, and myself included, like the moral compass is gone. Like, because you right. no one's buying records. So it's fair game as far as like money coming from other places, you know, and yeah. and, and fair enough. Like that money, you know, Vans, Maryland's Vitamins was going to have a tape that was going to come out, 
and it was like vans aren't rugged, uh, vans don't run on good intentions, and records aren't pressed with hugs. And it's true. It's like, yeah. you know, like if, if you want to do this band thing, it costs money. And yeah. like that. You literally have to give everything oral sex around you if you want to be in a band. <laughs> so, and it's gotten to the point where like, you know, like you see in videos now, it's crazy the stuff that you see. Like it's crazy the product placement and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, fair game, but I just think people need to know about it. Someone's telling me like, a story about someone wanting to be in a band and. Um, the band was sort of getting off the ground and they wound up, but it was, they weren't making that much attention, but a, an executive, a record executive sort of went saw their show and was like, you know, they had a pretty lead singer lady and he's like, look, guys, I don't really like your sound. I kind of like you, lady, and I think what I want you to do is go into the studio, record a song, and use words like party till the end of time. Use, like, we're trying to get these phrases going yeah at, at our label yeah as, as as these sort of things so so record a song with that and if it's all right maybe we can do something with it well you know dude i had that happen with us mm-hmm. we met with a label in toronto and the guy goes you know what's really would be awesome for your band is if you get on the i uh ipad ipod commercial yeah so what you need you guys need to do is write a song that's got like words like rip and burn <laughs> like and, I, and and we were just we just nodded our head politely. K-P-B-S-K-P. And then when he left, <laughs> when, when he left, we just I, we couldn't believe that it, it's it had come to that, or he actually yeah. said that to well, us. Well, that's what it's all about now, right? Like it's all about saying. I guess word. it is. Like, like, look at, look at, yeah. like placement. Yeah, like uh, Spoon. That band is like a, a prime example. And this is like, and I'm not faulting them for this, but they were signed to a major label. Mm-hmm. They they left Matador, got signed to a major label, got dropped mm-hmm. um, because the record tanked. Uh, got signed to Merge, released a record, sold a couple songs to car commercials, and they now they're huge, you know. Yeah. And they and they got themselves to like the next level. Like I, I don't know if I could do it. But if know, it's a but... happy accident that you write a song where a car company goes, yeah. oh, the wheels are spinning. Oh, yeah. we'll use that yeah. song. Uh, but if you tailor make a song for a commercial, I think that's pretty low. I think this oh, is why I low. get upset with like some of the stuff that's popular, very popular right now that just seems so egregiously. Effort free and pretty much like the thing about Kasha or Kesha. Kesha, it seems like it's it's really just the lowest denominator of using phrases that are really. I, don't. I mean, you know. People always say to me about much music, like they don't play music anymore. They must hate music there, and it's like, no, like it's it's a it's a it's a TV thing, and that's dictated by ratings. And there's yeah. people there that love music and talk about music probably more than I do, right. you know. Like, and it's not always the type of music that I like and yeah. listen to, but like, but like you know, this is TV. It's not. You I know, mean, the same thing happened with MTV in America, yeah. where where there was MTV, and then and then I guess much more music sort of occupied initially initially where the videos stayed. Uh, wound up going like get playing more videos now there's less of that yeah. on much more music but for the same reason the VH1 is not videos anymore either like it's all just and we don't really have an MTV2 but we do have these specialty channels that do well, show pe- music and videos and people consume you know? music videos in a different way than they used to right like they watch them YouTube. online yeah, yeah you don't you don't sit there like we used to and be like 
oh my god, I hope they play uh, no, you, Red you, Hot you Chili Peppers video. You have a much music video again. dance party when you have your friends over and you play a bunch of music videos off YouTube yeah. and you try to skip the damn commercials that you can't skip yeah. before on Vivo. Yeah, but or like also the thing is like... And, and wow, I, you actually did that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a, uh, it's a it's weird to, uh, to, to be in that situation where you have someone like Katy Perry who, you know, made this video that has a lot of military themes in it you know like it's it's very much in pro navy pro marines and 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 i think you know like we live in a time where the marines have cooperated i'm not making any accusations about the funding or anything like that but like you know there's an implied you know promotion yeah what she's doing and i think as an artist you owe it to your fans to 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 admit that you're promoting something outright or to and to, to admit that there's like some sort of promotion thing involved mm-hmm. or or to be honest with them about the realities of what war is like yeah like you know no disrespect to people that choose to fight and die but the people are fighting and dying it's not a breakup motivation I think she has um, a bigger responsibility considering her demographic her demographic and that's like and right. like you look at the places military officers recruit and once again this is not I just want people to play fair like that's my thing like I don't I don't. I don't care. Like you know, if you want to choose and serve in the military, that more power to you. But I just want people to do it fair. And if you look at where the military recruits, it's like the warp tour. You know, it's right. like they're they're do they? Yeah, there's warp tour recruitment offices. How does uh, what's his face allow that? Fat Mike. Uh, no, not Fat Mike. The uh, other. Uh, he well, the, he says his thing is that Brett Gurry. But he, one thing. No. Uh, no. What's his name? The guy. What's his who name? Promotes it. Green is the last. He's got name? glasses, and they just. Oh. I just saw the Vans Warped yeah. Tour movie. But he's like, he's real cool. But his the, thing is that everyone has a platform, and okay. like, if they All choose right. to pay, so you'll have PETA, and you'll also have like, the army. Well, there's a story that Rise Against, yeah, like Rise Against, were like, don't sign up, don't sign up, like you know, know what's mm-hmm. going on, blah blah, and they they were like, that band should be kicked off the tour, and he's like, no, you have your say, they have right. Say. Okay, yeah. well then that's fair. Kevin Lyman. That's his name. Kevin, Kevin Lyman. Lyman. I'll give him that. Yeah. Well, I but the thing is, as much as there's certain moral things happening, I feel in the states the the go to opinion is support our troops, even if you don't support the war. Support our military. Support our military. So it's almost like of something like that, Katy Perry stuff, which I haven't seen, so I don't know the extent. I haven't of seen the, it either, the, so I can't really it. Yeah, like, but but I I feel like that has become. Uh, probably tacitly accepted. I mean, Green Day had that whole I don't thing with the the army, and, but that and was the, like that think, was more poignant. And I think that also, yeah, that also like you know, I Green Day had opened to whatever. Share wore the pussy lingerie on the on the, the, on the on the tanker or whatever in the late eighties. Oh, that probably got a few people joining the no, movie. Maybe it was her butt. You could Who? see her butt. Oh, Cher. Oh. I feel like it was pretty. No, it was her butt. She had two <laughs> tattoos on her ass cheeks. That was the right, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty skimpy. <laughs> the poor kids are like, Cher showed her vagina on a boat. In the, in but the the, I, I don't think there's. I see. I've never. Seen, I haven't seen the video. So well, I, I think. I think. But you saw that Cher video, right? But I don't think there's anything wrong with <laughs> Cher performing for the truth. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with someone choosing to perform. I think there's like a. There's the the storyline of the video. Um, you know, and I'm not saying no one. You don't have the right to do this video. You have the right to do whatever the hell you want as an artist. But I think everyone has the right to call you on it, and that's the way it works. I'm also not anti-tobacco advertising. Like, if you choose a tobacco company chooses to advertise, but they're fair game if someone chooses to take down that advertisement or like something like that. Like, right. I think like 
that's the way it, it sure. could work, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and uh, maybe not the way it should work, but that's the way it could work. And so in this video, the storyline is uh, she, her boyfriend cheats on her. She breaks up with her boyfriend, sees in thing to enroll in the army, goes in the bathroom, cuts off her hair, straps down her boobs and the Marines, enrolls in the Marines and then goes through recruitment and then gets strong enough. And then her boyfriend calls her or writes her a letter and she just crumples it up and throws it away. And that's like a G.I. Jane almost. It's like a strong. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a Nike commercial. Like, mm-hmm. it, like in the end, and it's like, well, which it's pretty is pretty strong. Which, which you know, that doesn't show the other side that it's like, it's not a pleasant place right. to necessarily be. And I think if you asked anyone over there, they will, you know, any of those troops. I'm sure there will be some that will say they, they're happy to be over there. They're proud. Sure. To be there. I don't think anyone will say it's a very pleasant place to be. It would be like someone who's, uh, you know, a video where someone. Their boyfriend has bad teeth, and they, he breaks up with her, and then she she becomes a she goes to dentist school, and she becomes a dentist, and then one day he comes in to get his teeth fixed, and she's like, no, <laughs> right? And that was the same as dentistry. Not really the same thing at all. Show, but they don't show. They, they don't the show hours the of studying, right? And just like looking in mouths for so long, and the sharp objects. Uh, but I think it's one of those things. Yeah, like I just think, and uh, you know, like I'm, we've taken money from all sorts of places. Not, not nice, like. But like you know, like uh, uh, Red Bull, Nike, like these places, like have sponsored right. things that we Lockheed played. Martin, and I think that that's the reality. Like, and I just want Ben should be honest, you know. Right. And like, I'm, we're, I'm, we're total I'm, full disclosure. Too. Yeah, that's nothing. Think, and I think if you're just full disclosure, that's my thing. Is like, I gotta sleep at night, man, and I yeah. gotta look at myself in the morning in the mirror. So, you, so you're saying, Katy Perry, there's something. We're just saying we're not brutal knights selling our songs to Mitt Romney's campaign. You know, <laughs> we would never. We're pure Santorum. I actually emailed a lot of funny novelty songs to Rick Santorum's campaign. Never heard back. <laughs> Maybe he'd still be in the race if he used one of my many too fat hate limericks. So fat, so fat. Sorry. <laughs> well, I think I tweeted you. I think you were get you were retweeting a barrage of hate tweets. Yeah, to, yeah from Katy Perry that. fans, and I really didn't know. Uh, the the nub of of where this was coming from, it came, but I think I tweeted you going, I just support Damien. I don't know yeah. what's going on. You're one I, of the first big supporters yeah. I had. And Whatever like, side he's it was on, fun, I'm on. It was a fun day when that's all those tweets sure. came and all those because I don't like people are like, oh these kids are making death threats, like blah blah. blah. It's, it's like crazy. Yeah, but it's like it's a kid, you know. And, and, and right. I think, oh, I see. Yeah, it, and it's but it's also weird to think that I don't like people are like, oh, there's like fans like this all the time, you know. But have you seen Children of the Corn? Yeah. <laughs> But like I don't remember when we were younger. I don't remember anyone being that fanatical about one band. Come on, you know one artist, Nirvana. Maybe Nirvana. Maybe that fanatical. You know, like you would be like you couldn't see like like you know like someone said they didn't like the Chili Peppers, Pantera, and Nirvana. But you just didn't have that uh, social media aspect. Yeah, that's true. Arriving quickly. You know, you weren't probably anonymity of it too. Well, I feel bad because like this is the one thing musicians are going to let you the fuck down. Ultimately, they will let you down. If you were like, if you were like, I love Twisted Sister, I'm going to write a letter. Like, I will kill you, Tipper Gore, unless you stop persecuting Twisted Sister for their lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see Dee Snyder on The Celebrity Apprentice this week singing with Debbie Gibson. I saw that. Yeah. So artists, musicians are going to let you down because they're human beings, and human <laughs> beings are going to let you down, you know? Like, Dee I was Snyder, watching, Twisted I Sister like, are going to let you down. I don't like, watch that. You're, you're, track on if you're the guy <laughs> in that Slayer video who carves Slayer into your arm, right? and then you're watching them play with, you're watching Carrie King come out and... and, and or what's the face come up bust the solo with uh, some 41 you're not gonna be bummed out as shit you're not gonna be playing like 
Oh my God, I have this carved in my arm forever. <laughs> you know, like that's musicians let you down. Like that's the that's the thing that they do because they're human beings. And like, so how how are to... you letting down? Do you ever get hate mail? Someone says like, well, no. I hate tweets. Yeah, I mean, tweets, I mean, but... I'm not not, oh, but not mean, uneducated like, ones that are fucked react... up ones. Yeah, so yeah. someone will be like, I can't believe you guys. Yeah, I mean, you must cause max you... rock and roll. Still, yeah, that not anymore. Like, wear that like a fucking well, like, badge I, of I, honor. No, I, and I kind of think like that's the way these things. That's the way punk survives, right? And hardcore right. survives is because it, it keeps it so pure. You know, like it keeps right. it. You know, you never let a band get too big mm-hmm. because that's right. going to co-opt it. Like that's why you don't have the the vibrant underground swing community. <laughs> I now listen to like 18 hours of wrestling podcasts. I stopped listening to music. It's all just podcasts. I've got to start listening to music again. Let me tell you, the Pro Wrestling Torch has a daily hour-long podcast. <laughs> Perfectly Hosting. timed for... Uh, uh, it's like a different rotating host series, but then also like the live audio wrestling and like smart wrestling fan. Is and, the mouth oh. still doing live audio wrestling? He is. And I was a guest wow. yesterday on That's their podcast. Awesome. Trish Stratus. You ever meet her? I uh, know she's not on the show anymore. Oh, she God. went on to bigger and better Can things. You are you going to do? A, are you I'd like to go on to podcast? her bigger and. Better I want to do a wrestling things. podcast still. Where I want. I want to be on. I it. want you to be on it. I want to be on it. I, I like want you to be on it too. I know you did two songs on a record. Well, one. One was about wrestling. One wasn't, but they had the same name. Titles. Well, our, I mean, we were on Titles. one of the uh, WWE um, pay the TV. Music yeah, the music. Yeah, you guys provided Jerry Lawler talks about it. He threw to us. He goes, "Dago Jones with Baby Hates Me." It's so Man. amazing. That's, a, that's not my Jerry Lawler. Did you guys impression? play live? No, oh, okay. it was just in the page. Because this music. guy I know who works with the Foo Fighters uh, toured, uh, like Limp Bizkit played live a couple times, and he used to be Limp Bizkit's drum tech. And mm-hmm. he, uh, Did you ever he see had, Borland? He ended up dating Stephanie Borland? McMahon. No way. No way. Yeah, real deal. Stephanie McMahon, who is married to Triple X, Hunter right? Triple H. Triple H. Uh, you t- took away Hunter Herselmsley from, from Are you China. thinking of the China adult parody porn? Oh, I'm China. just thinking of porn or something. You know China is like fully doing porn. porn now, right? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I mean, I've seen stills of it. I haven't seen the movie. But she but also she's like, doing, collapsed she, recently. She's, yeah, in the, yeah. The, she, she's doing what? She's she collapsed and in, in, she was uh, at an event. And you know they're making Avengers Triple X now, too. Is she going to be she in She plays it? She-Hulk. Oh, who's not a character in right, the Avengers. Right, right. Right, because they were like... <laughs> Why you to Nick play is like, Nick's like, I, I need, was really I, hoping, I'm getting confused. I was really hoping this was going to be exactly like the movie, but with hardcore sex. <laughs> I miss, I miss when, I miss when, 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 when porno parodies of of existing movies and TV shows uh, were a little imaginative, and and like they would just change a word in the thing instead of just adding triple X or not to the beginning of well, it. No, Remember it Edward hardcore penis parody, hands? Edward penis hands, and of course my favorite. They were both a suspect video. Uh, video store near my house. I don't know why. <laughs> Go to it if you're in Toronto. And uh, Triller. But, but my favorite was Married with Hormones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was really vague as a porno title. This has been Nick's Pornography Corner. <laughs> yeah, my Pornography Corner. What pornos do you guys like? Um... <laughs> Okay. It's so dark. <laughs> this is like the end of the Transformers movie. <laughs> Let's execute ourselves. By talking. I don't. I don't like. I don't like. But porn. yeah, man. I mean, whenever you get that 
podcast up and running. I want to. I want to have you both on. Sure. I would love we should to. do a. Tri- I might do a triple X porno. I, I, I had CM podcast. Punk on the wedge. Right. You're saying. Cool. It was good. It was okay. It was. It was good. Like I. I just. It was the first time I've ever been like that shook. Me. Oh, he so starstruck you. I was totally starstruck. I was totally starstruck, and like I think I expected because I've had so much good luck lately with meeting someone famous, and I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna be my friend now, and I just forced him to be my friend. You hit him. You hit it off. Not with CM Punk. He no. was like at the end. He's like, all right, see you later, man. And I'm like, okay, see ya. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. He just like wasn't like you know, and, and like, nothing against him. Like I wasn't like like I, I'm pissed off. You didn't want to be my friend, but like it still was just like, I'll see ya. Yeah, next <laughs> time, you know. Next time. You need I, that thing that sparks their interest, right? You well, I thought it was going to be our, our shared interest in punk rock music, but did apparently. Did he care about that? He did, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a, he's a legit hardcore dude. He oh. goes to shows and stuff, but I think he's got different tastes in music than I do. Like, what are, what are his, what's his favorite hardcore band? Uh, H2O, he's a huge fan right. of Rancid. Gotcha. I love both those bands, too, but yeah, he's yeah. Like the, I don't think he's that into, like, I wanted to nerd out with him about right. obscure Chicago. Yeah. You know, hardcore bands from like the early eighties right. and late eighties and but stuff. But he was right. sort of ready to be like, you know, he did. He did call it Screeching cool. Weasel. Called them out. He said, a "Ben Weasel, he, woman." He said, I, "I would fight with Ben Weasel because I he." <laughs> oh yeah, because he called it Chris Brown, and and Chris Brown like answered him back, and was like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do? You're gonna you're a fake fighter, blah blah blah." <laughs> and then he see him punked this video, and he's like. I will fight you legitimately. I will fight you under your rules. Awesome. We'll give the money to charity, uh, to a women's shelter. But I would love to fight you for real. And then, and he, and then I was like, so I was like, I know you talk, call it Chris Brown. What about you know? We start talking about Ben Weasel. Okay. So you got to fight Ben Weasel. What about Phil Spector? I think he'd fight. Phil I think he'd probably kill Phil Spector unless yeah. Phil Spector had his gun because he's right. pretty good with that. I mean, bad with that. Most we should get are. Phil Spector on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. We should do some live from oh. pit prison. These are my dream people. Uh, Phil Spector Manson yeah Shirley Manson <laughs> and uh, <coughs> alright now Merle Allen imagine all the questions you could ask you know who's actually got amazing Gigi Allen stories Gerard from Matador because he oh, played yeah. with Gigi Allen oh he, he did he was in the band for a while and wow. so was Chris Lombardi for one show wow but they uh, they backed up Gigi Allen for a while he's got crazy stories about going to shows and like Jeezy taking laxatives and shitting all over his clothes and getting thrown out of the club and being naked in the middle of the winter. Right. And none of them being like, you can't come to my car, you're going to shit. I'm not going to give you a ride home. Yeah. So, so he just walked Take home. the bus. Naked? Yeah. Oh, my God. Covered in poop. Well, I mean, the story of his last show is just... I've, I think I read the recap of his last you show. You never watched it? You didn't watch it. Roll. <coughs> Sorry. I will, should, it's on YouTube? No. Yeah, it's on YouTube, but it's also uh, it's an extra on Hated. Oh, maybe I did watch it a long time. Where it's ago. just like it's just him wandering. But I might have like, actually seen Hated like on VHS. It was that long yeah, ago. Yeah. That I saw. It's it's that long. It's ago on YouTube for free now. I watched it the other day Hated. on YouTube. I, have I, it on DVD, I think Todd Phillips put a lot of his things because I watched that frat documentary. He that's did on Google. On, on was it on Google? Yeah, I watched it on YouTube. Is it, well, I think YouTube owns or Google owns YouTube well, now. Let's right? talk a bit more about the different video players <laughs> you can watch things on. What do you guys think of Vimeo? You like Vimeo? <laughs> Okay, we got we got to end this. He's got David's got to go to much music. Yeah, yeah. I got to do gotta, work. You got to go to work, man. You missed it. Five oh. after twelve. Oh, we do. Well, thank you guys. I'll have to come on again. Anytime. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddies. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> we'll have to shake hands. We've been talking two seconds. <laughs>